So morning dawns over the inn after you guys had a 30-hour argument over whether or not you were going to door dash some sausage. Oh my god, it's a day five. Whoa. <laughs> door dash sausage sounds like something I don't want to get mixed up in. Did somebody here order sausage delivery? I immediately regret saying the things but, that I said. But my, uh, my coin purse is all empty and I have nothing to pay for it with. Anyway! <laughs> this is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. On last week's episode of Quid Pro Roll, the party ventures over to Marquis Listello Celesti Silver Sea Manor, where Boat asks about politics and Koza ate an apple. Before they left, they learned about a series of mysterious poisonings happening around town. Oh, how distressing, sir. So dawn breaks at the inn. You all have spent the night after arguing over what food you were going to eat. You ultimately ended up going to the disappointing themed restaurant that Koza went to, and he was correct. The food was overly salted. But you had been fed, and you had yet to suffer any ill effects of poisoning. Other than the exhaustion of being poisoned by Koza's betrayal, telling the little old lady you would all help cook the breakfast. That poison could not be cured. I like the idea that the restaurant is disappointment themed. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. I was like, all the statues instead of belching water are crying it's water. Just, it's just pictures of me. <laughs> Get- Give me me. Pictures of me. <laughs> I want pictures of me, the degenerate. I don't I don't know if it's me or if it's Solinar, but the thing that stood out in that particular introduction for me was you haven't felt the ill effects of poison yet. Like <laughs> dot, 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 dot. I don't th- these are not words I want to hear. I want poison. Poison from seafood porridge. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Grandma, we're going to need a shopping list. What do you mean? Well, we got to go pick up the things for the breakfast. Oh, you're such a kind young man. Everything you need will be in the pantry. Whoa. Look, I don't want to climb a tree. Oh, this is... Boo! This pantry is so well stocked. Look, there's things from everywhere. This is just like that bungalow we found in the desert oasis. Yes, you will find everything you need. Oh my gosh, you've even got a side pantry. I love it. The recipe for the seafood porridge will be by the cauldron. Koza, you weren't with us at that point yet. But we found this bungalow in the desert that had all this, like, the pantry was loaded with all kinds of foods and apparently magically restocks itself at the end of every day. It was magnificent. Man, Grandma, this pantry is packed. You've got 26 different types of cheeses. Uh, There's prunes. There's prune juice. There's prune uh, jelly. 
This one right here just says Prue, but I'm assuming it's prunes just by looking at it. This big box just says fiber. Oh, wow. <laughs> Roughage. It comes in boxes. I, is the It's orange flavored. You mix it into water. All right. This one says seaborn. All right. Keep the sea at bay. Let's take a look at this recipe and get this get this rolling. Because I want to get out of here like ASAP. So as you look at the recipe, which appears very old and on a very strange paper with an odd sort of like like a soft texture you're not really used to paper having. Uh, it seems really, really old. And most of the ingredients of the porridge seem very, very standard for what you'd expect. You know, things like seasoning, vegetables, rice, and fish. Though there are a couple of notes of seasonings that are described by the bottle they're in rather than the seasoning itself. So there are a couple of points where instead of saying, like, say, thyme or coriander, it says things like three dashes from the strange blue bottle, two dashes from the red shaker. Things Does like it that. say strange blue bottle? It doesn't say strange blue bottle, but the descriptor of the bottle is strange. It's this like sort of warped, undulating sort of shape. It's it says very... warp undulating shape. <laughs> it's the from the warped blue bottle. Okay. Are we sure that yeah, the top this... of this recipe set is for seafood porridge and doesn't say, for example, poison? See. <laughs> Seafood poison. <laughs> poison ridge. <laughs> Look, it, it's got all the spices we need to use. We got to use the undulating blue bottle, and we've got to use the a green bottle with a giant skull and crossbones on it. Yep. It says, it says, Grandma Litwick's special seafood porridge. That's poison. the recipe name. Porridge. Okay. Yeah, but we can't use the undulating blue bottle until after we've done 20 stirs of the fish and rice at the highest heat, which I, I, there's like a footnote here kind of in the margins that says something about like bubbles. I'm really having trouble reading this. What is Koza doing uh, while we're all figuring this out? Um, throwing mushrooms in. <laughs> Yeah, I think I found like some mushrooms that were growing underneath like one of the um, one of the pantry shelves. Oh, I was like, heck oh yeah. okay. And I, I popped those off, and I'm going to go slice them up. Yeah, that, mushrooms that, are underestimated for how good they do in stocks. Yeah, under shelf mushrooms seems really safe. I'm on board with this. I mean, look, if someone's going to know what mushrooms are poison, it's going to be the mushroom scientist, our fungal mancer. So what are you guys going to be doing for your various preps? Obviously, uh, Koza is on mushroom detail because that can be the entire plot of Koza's arcs. Koza does stuff with mushrooms. Where is the seafood? Take 27. <laughs> what was that boat? Where is the seafood? Is there like a bucket of shrimp, a fish heads, something? <laughs> yeah, the bucket of fish heads that goes into the porridge. It's delightful. Um, there are going to be some of those enchanted cold stones on the counters with uh, several kinds of scallops and fish and shrimps all laid out. I, I, you said that as if fish heads aren't a very common stock additive, but they... Yeah, they're a stock additive. You don't put them in the actual porridge. You know what? That's, that's fair. Unless it's fish head porridge. 
Yeah. Ah, yes. Delightful, delicious, wholesome fish head porridge, just mm-hmm. like my mother made. It's better than that uh, f- f- fish full poison. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna peel these potatoes and and dice them into chunks and do the aromatics here. Is there any bacon? Yes. Is bacon on the recipe? It is not. Bacon makes seafood porridge better. Bacon and scallops? Who doesn't love bacon and scallops? Unless you have a sea, a shellfish allergy. Who doesn't love bacon this and guy. scallops? I'm hearing what you're saying, but I, there is a distinct possibility that some people do not, in fact, like bacon and scallops. So here's what I propose. Make the bacon. We will have it as a garnish that we offer on the side for anyone that wants it, yourself included. I'll allow it. So, uh, Johannes, as you are chopping up the aromatics and getting stuff set up, you notice that there are a couple of notes in the recipe to ensure that you use the red spice in the shaker while dicing the aromatics. Uh, Johannes looks around for a shaker that has red spice in it. You find it. It's, it was laid out with the rest of the ingredients. Oh. It was actually put in the center of the ingredients. It looks like it's incredibly important. It, uh, Johannes is, grabs the shaker because it looks incredibly important. And he reads again to make sure that he has the right appropriate number of shakes. And he does the shaker shake. Ah, yes, as you jam out to the shaker shake. It looks like the the porridge ultimately, through y'all's powers combined, comes across well. Though I will have all of you roll a dexterity roll to make sure that everything came together actually correctly. (laughs) To make sure you dodge out of the way when it explodes. Can can I make a case for having that be a survival roll, which is not something that's frequently used anyway? I will allow you to make the argument for a survival roll. Because I think I think cooking would be more survival focused personally. I have many friends that I think could survive well in the forest that do not know the difference between a stock and a roux. So <laughs> are you talking about boiling a kangaroo child? If we're Whoa. rolling survival, I got an unnatural one. I will have it be a wisdom check if you would prefer to roll wisdom. If we're rolling wisdom, I got an unnatural one. <laughs> Let me just adjust my eyebrow here i got a solid 12 okay a nat 20 non-nat or nat nat D- all right Natty 20. nathaniel uh, 20 <laughs> solonar i got a uh, a 14 with with survival that's a 14 so all of you uh work passively but koza is crushing it He's sitting there like he's like bapping spices off of his elbow to shake them in. He's like stirring things in like the appropriate way. He's he nothing separates, nothing overcooks. Koza is rushing it. Gordon Ramsay himself would be impressed by Koza's performance. Gordon Ramsay comes out into the into the inn. He's filming his segment and he's like, "Where's the fish sauce?" Oh no! I forgot the fish sauce and the fish porridge. All right, Gordon. Gordon Ramsay is a uh, satyr in this world with big curly ram horns. Yeah, is he Ram Big Thighs cousin? Didn't we make this joke? (laughs) We probably did. It seems like a joke. 
This also could be a joke we made, just us hanging out, and we were like, this seems on brand for QPR, forgetting that not everything we do together is QPR. My favorite thing about listening to QPR episodes weeks or months after we've recorded them is somebody will say something and I'll be like, it would be really funny if somebody said X. And then I say X moments later. And I think it's hilarious because I forgot all about it. Yeah, that's just so everybody knows when you're listening to QPR episodes, especially like as soon as they come out. It's usually about as new to us as it is to y'all because we record these weeks out. And we have the memories of goldfish. We do. There have been a couple of times I'm like, oh, did I introduce this plot point? Immediately says plot point. Oh, good job, Alex. <laughs> Johannes sees memories of goldfish, and he's like, oh, no, they don't last long. So he's he grabs his goldfish, and he shakes it into the porridge. And he Are puts the goldfish okay? back in the bowl. Everything, everything going okay at home there? Hold on. I'm following the recipe. This old woman has a recipe. It would, why would I deviate? So the little old woman toddles in and takes a deep smell of the porridge. Oh, wonderful! Thank you all! This looks so wonderful! She, like, walks over and clasps Koza's hands. I deeply appreciate you, young man, and all of the help. This will help the inn greatly. Oh, um, you're welcome. I'm just looking forward to to eating... uh a tasty breakfast. Of course. One moment, please. Feel free to spoon yourselves out some. I will go drum up some business. She uh, toddles outside. Oh, I could have had Mage Hand do the stirring the whole time. Oh, I'm such a failure as a magician. Dog, don't be so sad. The dog looks up, sniffs the porridge. And does that dejected dog sigh. Also, I like that we said dog so many times and uh, Chapman's dog just jumped into frame to be like, hello, (laughs) friends, I was summoned. Every time I see your dog, I forget how big your dog is. He a beautiful paparino. So you all spoon yourselves out some porridge as the little old lady heads outside. Uh, Anything in particular you guys want to do? Um, now that the little old lady is outside of the building, did, did, did anybody check any of these ingredients for poison? Like we shook a lot of weird bottles on into this food. Yeah, none of the ingredients. I read the whole list. None of them say poison. What it wouldn't say poison, Johannes. It would be poison in a bottle that she would label on the recipe as a bottle. She wouldn't say bottle full of poison. She'd say like, Blue wavy bottle. But she has... This old lady who's um, owned this inn for generations is probably not trying to poison people, right? And she hasn't been able to make this dish recently anyway. What if her M.O. is hiring hapless adventurers and, like, getting them to come do things for her? Why are y'all always so suspicious of me? Because the world is is a terrible place full of people with ulterior motives. Because the world is based on the person who created it. (laughs) I was going to say... Wow, rude! Okay, I I see how it is. I was going to say, you were the one who uh, introduced the concept of us cooking, and then an episode later introduced the concept of the town being strangely and mysteriously poisoned... That's not on us. If anything, that is on you, that we are now suspicious of poison. 
I've always been suspicious of poison. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, all that poison. I'm not a fan. Uh, you should not trust poison. Oh, would it be would it be medicine? I'm guessing it would be medicine to investigate a couple of the spice bottles that were unlabeled, or detect poison, which is a spell. Would, again, like Solinar's got magic, but he doesn't have that kind of magic. The druid exists, <laughs> and the paladin Koza colon exists. <laughs> Koza, who did not Johannes. spend time last night meditating to 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 learn the spell. <laughs> yeah, before Johannes, Johannes, or before Koza does that, Johannes feels like someone's calling on him to do a paladin thing. So he goes up to the stew, the porridge, and he blesses it. Uh, I'm going to need you to tell me what bless does. Uh, the porridge can add 1d4 to attacks and saves. <laughs> That's what I thought Bless did. It'll help you if it's poison because you can make a save against it with plus d4. I will tell you, uh, as uh, Johannes reaches out his hands and the holy energy of the Bless spell begins to radiate from him, the cauldron itself glows a bright and fearsome red, and the porridge itself begins to bubble ominously. That seems good. Does your your um uh, pot always do this? Oh, she's outside. Oh, right. No way. Are you talking to Sad Dog? Sad Dog. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with this pot? <laughs> um, should we be worried about this this pot? Uh, yes. Solinar turns around from like unscrewing the cap of one of the spice bottles, and he's like, "Well, that doesn't seem like something that should be." Uh, Johannes, is it evil? Oh, let me figure it out. No, don't, don't lift it, Johannes. It's very hot. What are you doing? Ah, ah, it's so hot. <laughs> Johannes slams it down. It is an enormous cauldron, so it falls down with a loud. No, I wanted you. Sad dog. No, don't <laughs> run away. <laughs> I wanted you to use your paladin senses. Oh. So, for evil. as you're talking about this, Sad Dog's tongue is sort of lolling out of its mouth at a strange angle, and it seems like its mouth has gotten sort of soft and floppy. What? Do we what give is- the dog anything? No. Floppy dog! <laughs> what is a floppy mouth? So, like, the the flesh in its mouth has gotten really soft and loose. Like it's melting? The flesh might be. Koza... Oh, um, he's got melt mouth. (laughs) Ah, yes, the the condition, melt mouth. That's what happens when you eat too fine of butter. Gross. Johannes runs up to (laughs) Sad Dog, and he's like, What's going on, Sad Dog? And he looks over Sad Dog. Uh, roll investigation. I'm not good at that. Oh, nice. It almost stopped on one, but then it kept rotating. 17. I think it's minus one. 16. Are you a minus one intelligence and a minus one wisdom? Really? You know this. Man. I would have been minus two if I was allowed. In the meantime, I'm going to take out my spores and do the thing where I put some in both of my ears and down my throat. And um, give a little... (laughs) And then start speaking in dog. 
Uh, are you okay? Um, a sad dog? So I'm going to do this in two parts. Johannes, uh, you notice that the parts of the dog's body that are not bone are beginning to softly slough off. Ooh. Slough dog. It turns to Koza as he tries to speak to Mm -hmm. the dog. Uh, You hear only a demonic shrieking in your ears as the dog opens its mouth to respond to you. uh, um, I don't think this is a dog. Johannes uses detect evil. What does that let you pick up on? Evil. No, it's specifically <laughs> fiends. Uh, fiends, celestial, undead. Uh, oh yeah, something, something a fiend, something a fiend. To find sense, the presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor. Yeah, it a smelly dog. Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be an odor. It's just a, a sense. Yeah. Uh, so Johannes is like, this dog isn't sad. This dog is evil. So attention, attention is out. As as uh, he shouts that, the monstrous form of the dog begins to grow, and its its bones making an uncomfortable cracking sound as it reshapes and forms itself into a growling hellhound. Roll for initiative, everybody. Johannes? My initiative is a eight. Boat? 16. Solinar? 21, 21, 21, 21. Uh, Koza? 17. Young Solinar, why you trapping so hard? All right. It's going to go Solinar, Koza, Boat, Johannes, and then the Hellhound. I will tell you guys that you only have about 15 feet of space. Before you die. Uh, that you can easily maneuver around in. All right, Solinar, you're up. Uh, Solinar is going to lunge forward and strike out with attention at this hellhound. Roll. Is that three misses? 17. Uh, 17 will hit. Yes. Uh, by, by chance, would an ally be within five feet of this hellhound? Yes. yes. Uh, both Johannes and Koza are essentially on top of it. That is six piercing and I guess another six piercing for sneak attack. All right. So uh, you take your sword and definitely plunge it into the hellhound, which release, which unleashes another unearthly sort of howl. Uh, Koza. Koza is going to pull some spores out of his pouch and cast a blindness on this creature. Oh, wait, no, the creature needs to make a a, save, yeah. a constitution saving throw. 21? The creature is fine. <laughs> <laughs> and the trend continues. What does Koza say when he throws the spores? Oh, Pocket sand! He, he blows the, th- the spores out of his hand, so what you hear is a... <gasps> Thank you. And it goes into the, into the porridge. Yeah, there's like a... There's like a there's like a vent above the porridge that like pulls all the spores over towards ah. it. Yeah. Oh no, it's a sporage. <laughs> Boat. Um, let's see. Boat is going to um ready his uh Escrima six. Since it's so close quarters, he doesn't want to risk using a great axe. Then he's gonna rage. 
and then we will attack. All right. Let's roll this. Ooh, and that doesn't seem very good. That doesn't seem very good at all. Uh, I'm guessing a nine doesn't get me anywhere. It would not. That's fair. This monster doesn't have negative armor class. Come on. That's fair. (laughs) Johannes? Are you not punching as well? Oh, yeah. Can't you also punch? I thought I had to do that with my bonus action. Yeah, you probably do. Yeah, because I raged. Yeah. Ah, Johannes. Johannes um, jumps, jumps back. And he's like, the only thing that can cure a sad slash now mad dog is a little old lady's cooking. And he grabs some porridge and with a with a ladle and he like maneuvers it to try to use it to push it into this, the dog's mouth. Take your medicine. Go ahead and just roll a basic attack. Oh, uh, it hits uh, 23. Yeah, that is a. That that you are correct. It does in fact hit. Yeah, Johannes just grabs a ladle full of stew and he just plunges it into its mouth. All right. So that's an interesting breaking note. A piece of tooth out. And I guess it would be like an improvised weapon attack as far as like damage. So like a D4 plus your strength. Yeah. Take this ladle to the face. Five. Oh wow. Okay. Points of ladle. Guys are doing great. So the hound is going to. Does it as, does it seem affected by the the loving stew made by a old lady? Well, you guys made it, not the little old lady. Um, I mean, it coughs and sputters and chokes on the. That's all I need to know. Ladle with you. I mean, look. If you forced any kind of soup down my throat without. Like, in the middle of a fight, I'd probably also choke and cough and sputter. I was, yeah, well, then you would probably be a demon. I was going to say, plus it's boiling hot, but this is a hellhound we're talking about, so that probably doesn't apply so much. It's definitely the love. It's reacting to the love with which the recipe was crafted. That's it. So as as it chokes and sputters, you see a light begin to shine out of its mouth. Uh, Johannes, because you have the ladle inside its mouth, you are going to get disadvantage on this roll. Yep, Solinar, Boat, and Johannes all need to roll dexterity saving throws. 19. I got an 8. Nat 20. All right. It needs to do a, a um, constitution saving throw. The thing does? Yes. Okay. 10. Hey, it fails. It takes... One point in necrotic damage. I've never seen Chapman this happy. <laughs> All right. So now that that's happened, uh, Solinar, because you critted, you are going to dodge out of the way completely and not take any damage. Uh, Could I? Is it possible for me to do something different? Can I give Johannes a take half damage and give Johannes one additional die roll chance at getting out of the way? What do you want to do, like, shove him out of the way? Well, like, with the crit success be, like, seeing that it's coming and, like, just put a hand on Johannes and try to pull him back with me? I will allow it. Go ahead. All right, Alon, you got one more roll. Boat, uh, you are going to go ahead and take 11 damage. I don't care for that. So It's half damage if that comforts you. Uh-huh. Essentially, I am going to be rolling a... You're just going to roll another dexterity save. Okay. You're just getting another opportunity. Five. (laughs) All right. So that doesn't work. Uh, Johannes, you are going to take 21 damage. Uh, So what's going to happen is a 
huge cone of fire is going to be belched out of this hellhound, hitting hitting Johannes just square through, uh, getting Boat on the side, and Solonar just matrixing out of the way. Ah! I feel like my face is doing what Sad Dog was faces was doing. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Solonar starts to dodge out of the way, reaches a hand out, like tugs on Johannes a little bit. Johannes starts to lean out, and then it's like, oh, I shouldn't leave the ladle. <laughs> yeah, Johannes is like, my spatula. <laughs> All right, that'll bring us back to Solonar's turn. All right. Uh oh, let me record because I agreed that I would do half damage. Was that that's rounded down, right? I'm rounding it to 11. Okay. Oof. Solinar is going to, uh, partially singed, reach back with uh, attention once more, do kind of a, like, circular, like, flicking motion, and then, like, go to do a strike, a plunge once more into the Hellhound. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 will hit. Johannes is still very much within five feet of it. It's terrible damage. Uh, so I think what happens here, because I got a grand total of six, eight, two. I rolled two ones and a two. I think Solinar like goes to like plunge attention into the Hellhound, but it shifts just enough that his rapier basically like glances across the t- the backside of it over the top. Okay, that's fair and reasonable. Hosa. I'm going to use my wild shape to, to all get four temporary hit points. Oh, per level. Wow. Um, 16 temporary hit points. I cool. like how excited Chapman is about realizing things his character can do like midway through the game. Because it seems to concentrate for a little bit and, and the sort of cloud of spores that is always seems to be around him sort of seems to become denser. There's the you see more spores catching the light around him. It's very majestic. Yep. That's everything. That's my action. All right, Boat. Boat is going to resume his previous plan of attack with his Eskrima sticks. Beat the beat the hellhound in the head. Yep. I wish I had newspapers instead of Eskrima sticks. <laughs> no! Bad! Uh, does a twi- <laughs> Bad dog. Does a 23 hit? Yes. Okay. Yes, it does. Surprisingly enough. No, you rolled too high. That's a, it's yeah, a it automatically thing. misses. You had to hit the threshold. Uh, God, wouldn't that be great if if you had like a monster that had a threshold armor class instead of like a <laughs> bottom a limit? It's like the price is right. You don't want to go over. Yeah, scallop. It is not. T- it is time for gaming, not not snuggles. That will it be is not love time. That will be an eleven. All right. And you wanna- and since I was already raging, uh, I'm also going to do my unarmed strike. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I forgot about Flurry of Blows. I forgot about Flurry of Blows. Let's do that instead. Does a 16 hit? Uh, yes, a 16 will hit. Okay. And we'll just keep on rolling here. And that's five more damage with my feet. I, I can hear Limp Biscuit now. Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. Rolling, rolling, Anything else you'd like to do, dear? Uh, no, I hit it with sticks and kicked it. I think I'm good. Stick and kick. Yeah, give no stick in the kick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johannes. Johannes is in a lot of pain. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were about to say Johannes is in the house. 
<laughs> and I'm in the house. No, it's an inn. And Johannes is like patting fire out with his offhand. But then he grabs the ladle, which is a two-handed weapon. And he uh, rips it out of this dog's mouth and grabs more sweet lady porridge and forces it back in. I think, I think you're rolling to attack again. Yes. Since Alex is under attack herself. Ow! Twelve. That'll be a miss, unfortunately. Johannes takes the la- ladle and he rips it out of the mouth of the hellhound and he grabs some more old lady's porridge and he turns and he goes to thrust it into the the, the mouth of the hellhound again. Right when Boat's kick hits its face and pushes <laughs> its face out of the way and Johannes goes, ah! And then the porridge slops off of the ladle onto the wall and he's like, no! <laughs> uh... The hellhound is going to turn and bite boat, or attempt to bite boat. Well, fortunately, his the flesh parts of his mouth are all melting off, so probably that dulled the teeth a little bit, right? No, that's the opposite of what that would do. <laughs> I guess it depends what what point the the slawing is going on. Does a fifteen hit you? Are we playing meat or beat? Meat. Then in oh, that... I forgot. He has disadvantage, so never mind. He misses for sure. <laughs> oh, thanks, soon. Okay. I like how meat or beat is also a really good way to identify if someone's a vegetarian. <laughs> All right, Solinar, back to you. That's part of the meat beat fan- manifesto. Yeah. Solinar, like, instead of just constantly striking at it, nope, nope, nope. Got a, got a lot of great illusion spells. I don't know that those are going to play out that well here. Solinar is going to try to position himself so that as Boat's kick comes in, Solinar's sword slides in on the other side. Uh, net 20. All right. I have, uh, I have good dice narrate, tonight. Narrate your kill. So uh, the, Solinar manages to position himself perfectly so that uh, he's going to plunge attention into the Hellhound as Boat makes the kick. What he doesn't realize is that as he's beginning to plunge, uh, Boat's kick is a little more impactful than he anticipated, and so attention goes straight through the Hellhound. And then Solonar right. rips it back out, and there's just like a quick spray of, what kind of, do they have like magma blood? Is that a thing? They do now because that sounds dope. Hell yeah! It's just like a quick spattering of magma, magma-like blood uh, across the floor, which then like singes into the floor before cooling. Uh, the dog lets out an unearthly yell before falling to the ground and turning to ash. That was, that was. Sad dog was a bad dog. Rad. Dog. So, is the soup finished? <laughs> I don't know that we should be eating the soup. That was that lady had a demon dog. I, First off, it's porridge. Second off, she made this by with love. Oh, really? Then where is she now? Outside drumming up business. Maybe she was the demon. Can we hear her drumming from here? You can't see her. You can't hear her from where you are. You guys are in, like, the back of the inn. The cauldron's evil. The dog was evil. Either this little old lady is not terribly observant, or, or, she too is evil. 
Johannes like pats out a little fire that's in, uh, still singeing him, and he's like just covered in like scores of burn marks. And he's like, uh, "Well, that's a lot of adventure for today." <laughs> could you could you give me a a bit of the a bit of the old healing action? I'm um. Yeah, you need it, not Johannes. You. I mean, Johannes does what Johannes wants. Solinar just recognizes that he too is injured. Johannes heals Solinar for 10 points of heal. Well, thank you, Johannes. And you should, you should patch yourself up as well. That, a lot of that looks really rough, my friend. Yeah, I feel like burnt porridge. <laughs> Johannes pats himself. Are you going to heal yourself, Johannes, or do you not have anything in the can? Nope, I've, I am, I've patted myself for one cure wounds of healing. So the hellhound lies in ash on the ground. Surprisingly, nothing in the kitchen got upended from your fight. Also, it is notable that nothing in the kitchen was damaged from the fire blast. Did it hit the kitchen or did it just hit Johannes full on and not <laughs> I mean, anything it, else? It did hit Johannes pretty bad. There's there's no way. There's no way this little old lady is actually a little old lady. This was all some kind of elaborate trap, and I want to get to the bottom of this immediately. What if she, what if she's a demon? You know what that means? Koza agreed to a deal with her for us to make breakfast, so Koza made a pact with a demon. <laughs> Well, but we made we made the breakfast. We fulfilled that pact. I'm just saying that has to be that has to go on his permanent record or something. Um, ex- excuse me. I just helped with the breakfast. This you is... had a demon dog that tried to kill us. Would you have believed the dog was a demon up until it be started becoming a demon? I don't know. Maybe we missed some signs here. Let's go confront this old woman. As you all are walking out to confront the little old lady. You notice that there's sort of a cold feeling as you walk out of the threshold of the kitchen. It's gone as soon as it appears, but it's very sudden. You guys, I'm not feeling so great. I just got really cold all of a sudden. I don't like this. I'm pretty sure this place is haunted. What if we go out through the back and just never come back? We have to get our animals, which are around the front. Let's, Let's just do this. Do do what? Talk push, to the old woman. We push through. We talk to this old lady, and we end the poisonings in town. I think, maybe, hopefully. Right. Yeah, we need to confront her. We need to figure out if she's evil. I don't think she is because she's an old lady. But maybe she's not an old lady. Just like Sad Dog was actually a bad dog. So you walk out of the inn, only to see the little old lady hunched over, uh, chatting merrily with some of the townsfolk, trying to convince them to come in and try the porridge. She turns to you all and smiles. Oh, are you finished already? Hey, Grandma, we got some questions for you. Hey, also, townsfolk, do you know Grandma? The, the, the people kind of like look at each other and then do you, excuse me? Do you, do you know? Do you, have you met? Yeah, she's been running this inn for years. I was going to introduce you if you hadn't met. How long ago did the poisoning start? The poisonings? Um, 
gosh, nobody really knows. Originally, people thought it was some kind of sickness. You know, the best investigation is to be told, I think, like, mm-hmm. you, like a few months ago. Oh, okay. When did, uh, hey, Grandma, when did, you, when did you get your dog? Oh, I've had him for years. Mm-hmm. Johannes does detect... Lies. I can't remember the name of it all of a sudden. Jonas says divine sense. What is divine sense? That's the fiend's one. The presence of strong evil has a sense, and a presence of strong good has a sense, and also I'm aware of uh, undead fiend celestial beings whose presence you can sense, but not its identity within the radius of some amount of feet that's much more than however so it's undead celestial fiend or evil or strong evil or strong good cool when i take say good and evil i mean malice versus benevolence uh because there is a difference between hey i have a different moral calling on this than you do versus i am inherently malicious or benevolent I am saying this for the cast and for the listeners, that when I say evil and good, that is the interpretation that I am doing. So Johannes uses this divine sense and then he walks up to Mima and he goes. She smells deeply, deeply malicious. Grandma, I don't think you're my grandma at all. I think you're a demon. God, you sound like me when I was four and my grandmother had to, like, make me eat vegetables. Harsh. What do you mean? I what mean, a terrible thing to say. I mean, a creature from hell that has been sent here to maliciously uh, malign the people of this city. The, the two townsfolk kind of, like, look at each other uncomfortably and, and, and scuttle away. Johannes grabs some sea salt from all the seasonings. He's just covered in seasonings and he grabs some salt that's stuck to him and he throws it onto Grandma. Oh, my eyes! That was terrible of you. I did Chasing something. away the, the folk like that. I did I something that... Were good uh, people. I did something Koza's never done and I've blinded somebody with my <laughs> wow. Yowch. Harsh. Ow. So harsh. Ow. Yeah, so okay. Johannes, after, after doing that, he's like, he's like, He's like, um, am I still holding the ladle? Yes. Johannes takes the ladle and he just smacks Grim on the street. <laughs> oh my god. Roll. Okay, roll, uh, roll to attack. He's evil! And he smacks her with a ladle. Or he tries to. I, I like that to an outsider, it's just this paladin just beating on this frail old woman with a ladle. Yeah, I rolled the 12. You rolled a 12? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna miss. Wait, how so? Does Grandma just dive out of the way with uncanny agility? <laughs> uh, no, what's gonna happen is you're going to hit her, and the ladle is going to bend as if hitting on something hard and oh, rough. Oh, snap. Is the ladle wood? No, it's metal. <laughs> it's metal. Okay, I was working on the interpretation it was wood this whole time. Then it would have been in, it would have been burnt up in the hellhound's fire because it was directly in the hellhound's mouth. Yeah, but it's treated wood. It's been in this boiling pot of... <laughs> the fire was enough to burn you. Yeah, but I'm not treated wood. I'm a, just a good old squishy paladin. Ah, yes, the squishy paladin. 
Yeah, yeah, okay, so uh, you, the, the, the spoon bends, like, um, in the Matrix. Uh, no, it bends like if you had, you know, tried to hit it against a stove. The, the spoon bends like a slap bracelet. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we go. That's beautiful. Also, if we could edit out that terrible laugh I just had, that'd be great. Oh. <laughs> if we could, if we could sample that laugh and use it anytime we need bird sounds in the podcast, that'd be great. Y'all are terrible. <laughs> Y'all are the worst and should feel bad about yourselves. Anyway, uh, the little old woman looks at you and and Johannes. For a moment, you see a burning hatred in her eyes her pupils like lit coal before she smiles at you and disappears in a swirl of darkness the old lady it's not always the old lady i will say the last time we had an interaction with a particularly elderly seeming character that warlock who had definitely made a pact with uh asmodeus turned out to be a really pleasant dude i was gonna say super chill yeah but you know there's a really there's a recurring theme of old people selling their souls and uh how do we know they didn't sell their soul when they're younger and have been living a nice long pleasant life thanks to their well remember only the good die young so if you're evil, you're at least probably going to live older. I love that. It makes sense. Hey, Rollers, it's Alex. Since my players can't derail me here at the end bumper, now is my chance to tell you about Alarian Archives. Available for our Patreon subscribers at the $5 tier, Alarian Archives is a separate podcast that acts as a deep dive into Virian. It's history, characters, how I create the content for QPR, and even more than that. This is only one of the awesome perks to our Patreon. So if you'd like to check out some playable content written by the QPR cast, as well as additional QPR content like side episodes, check us out on patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. We're only able to put this show out because of the support of awesome listeners like you. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts and keep on rolling.